there everybody, this is Reading Reddit, it's Peyton, and today we're looking at r slash short scary stories, a subreddit where a lot of horror can be packed into less than 500 words. This episode is centered around horror themes and may not be suitable for some listeners. Please check the show notes for trigger warnings and timestamps of each story. Immortal. Written by Hyper Obscura. Narrated by Peyton Dodson. You've been hooked up to machines for most of your life. Tubes and wires and drips. It hurts when you breathe. It hurts when you move. Hell, it even hurts when you sleep. You dream about not existing, and it fills you with sickening dread. The prospect of it all ending one day is even more terrifying than the pain. You don't want to die. You want to live. Not exist, but truly live. You feel yourself slipping a little more every day, so you say, fuck it, might as well give it a shot. And one day he's there, standing by your bed. He doesn't look anything like you imagined. No horns, no fire or brimstone, just a chill surfer bro with the clearest emerald eyes you've ever seen. Wanna go immortal, huh? He asked cheerfully. One out of ten in originality, but I can make it happen. How? You ask. The real question is why? Why? Where's the fun in answering that? (laughs) You should know, though, everything comes at a price. What's the price? You'll never die, he shrugs. That's it. That's the price. I don't understand. Look, I haven't got all day. Are you in or not? You nod hesitantly. Marvelous, he grins. Please enjoy your immortality, and remember, no takesies backsies. And with that, he was gone. Was he ever there? He couldn't have been, right? It's just a fever dream. But then you start feeling better. Your head clears up, and that ever-creeping abyss fades away. Leaving in its wake, life. The doctors are baffled. A miracle, they called it. Exactly the opposite, maybe. But you don't care. You're alive, living, and that's all that matters. You live on the edge. Get stabbed a couple times, shot once, beaten to a pulp in a dark alley. But you remain. In mere minutes, you are good as new, immortal, larger than life. Doesn't work like that, though. There's always a catch, always a yin to the yang. So one day... They snatch you up, hogtie you, blindfold you, throw you in the back of a van. Probably had eyes on you for a while. You wake up in a bright room. Smells like formaldehyde. Smells like a hospital. Smells like hell. They make sure to keep you conscious. Something to do with the procedure. Apparently the organs like it when you're screaming in mind-numbing agony. You feel everything. Every incision, every cut, every jerk of the saw. They rip and they tear. Pull away at sinew and muscle and flesh. It's all growing back, right? No need to be gentle about it. In a day, they can probably pull out a warehouse full of fresh organs from your body. Out with the heart, or a lung, or a liver, or a kidney. Pack it up and ship it away. And there you remain. Alone, in constant fear and agony, but there's no soothing darkness to crawl into, 
no abyss waiting for you. It's like he told you, you'll never die. How Do You Want to Die? Written by Solitary Brain Cell. Narrated by Peyton Dotson. We've all thought about this question. And all know the quote-unquote clever answer. Old age, of course. That's what anyone would say. That's what I said, too, the night I was asked. I thought it was a dream when I woke up and brushed away the thought. There was no way the encounter was real, and if it was, I'd given the right answer. A series of interesting facts. One. Necrotizing fasciitis is a rare infection that is more commonly known as flesh-eating bacteria. It's agonizing as I feel my skin bubble and blister as it sloughs off my body, writhing in my hospital bed. Two, the chance of survival for this disease is one in three. It turns out I am that one. However, I am a medical mystery. The doctors have not cured me as the disease refuses to respond to antibiotics. Continuing to thrive and spread. But as much as the illness ravages my body, liquefying my skin, I refuse to die. My organs simply continue to function. Three. Death from old age is a myth. The real cause of death is always a complication related to the aging process and the unsustainability of the human body. The idea of simply passing away from age itself is not possible. But that's what I asked for. A death that comes only when an age threshold is reached. Four. The average human lifespan is 79 years old. I am 25. There are many years left to live in this rotting carcass as I feel myself decay. I didn't ask for death from infection. I asked for death from old age. And that's exactly what I'll get. I Am Not a Murderer Written by Lavender R. Eleven Narrated by Peyton Dotson I'm not a murderer. It all started about a month ago. I was just walking on over to my friend Nathan's house. But the minute I went in, his whole body turned pale and his mouth dropped open. Why are you carrying that knife? Nathan said pointing his shaky fingers at my right hand. I looked at my hand, but there was nothing there. I wasn't holding anything. 
and yet Nathan continued to back away from me. What are you talking about? I asked. But then he just fell onto the floor, blood pouring out of him. I touched his chest, but I didn't hear a heartbeat. I expected the police to come after me, but they didn't. Instead, I saw pictures of me plastered across town saying, This man is dangerous. A note was left on my front door. It was from the police station. They said that they wouldn't even dare to come and arrest me, stating that I could kill the entire station. But how? I knew my face was on the news, but I didn't even bother to turn it on. Why was I being accused of murder? One day, I went to an outdoor cookout, but the second everyone saw me, they all started backing away. Preparing to run, I suppose. Why are you all backing away from me? I'm not a murderer, I yelled. He's got a gun! A few people screamed as the others shrieked. Then they all started dropping dead, one by one. Nobody was spared, not even their shadows. After that incident, nobody even dared to go out anymore, and people who knew me started shivering with fear, praying that they weren't the next one on his list. And after that, more and more started happening. Everywhere I went, people pointed at me in fear, claiming that I had some kind of weapon, and then dying immediately after. I kept wondering why everyone was suddenly so scared of me, but then it hit me. Never, not once, did I glance at my shadow during these murders. I looked closely at one of the dangerous man posters, and sure enough, I was right. The poster wasn't pointing at me, but at my shadow. Thanks for listening to Reading Reddit. And remember, if you like this podcast, subscribe to the show and share it with your horror-loving friends. Bye for now!